0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the podcast you've all been waiting for, Legacy Story with Adam Solomini. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, my name is Adam Solman, and this is my podcast, Legacy Story. Ultimately, this podcast is meant to rekindle your own Legacy Story memories and ignite a desire to create more. I never say this enough, but you can reach out to me, a real person, via email at LegacyStoryPodcast at InFinancer.com. This episode's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to actually let you on a little secret right now having a little bourbon and ginger beer beverage. Why am I having this beverage? Well, yesterday my wife asked me if she could have a ginger beer because there was one in the refrigerator. A Bundaberg ginger beer to be exact, very tasty. Now I didn't know that she had never had a ginger beer before. So she opens up the ginger beer and takes a drink and almost spits it out. She said, "Ew! what is that? That is you like, oh my gosh, that's too much ginger. I said, it's a ginger beer, dear. What did did you think ginger beer was? She proceeded to tell me that she thought ginger beer was more like ginger ale. Now I know ale and beer are the same, but not in this case, in terms of taste. So anyways, she opened up this very tasty ginger beer and I didn't want anything to go to waste. So I sealed it up as best I could and saved it for a tasty beverage. So I just added a little bit of lime, some ginger beer and bourbon with a little bit of ice to keep it nice and cool. Then I got to thinking, hmm, did bourbon come about? Then I continued with my thoughts. Hmm, maybe I'll talk about that, some other things in this episode. So let's talk about bourbon whiskey. Now, bourbon is a type of whiskey that is a barrel-aged distilled liquor made primarily from corn. The name derives from the French bourbon dynasty, although the precise inspiration is uncertain. Bourbon has been distilled since the 18th century, and although bourbon may be made anywhere in the United States, it's strongly associated with the American South in general and with Kentucky in particular. U.S. distillers today derive almost $4 billion in revenue from bourbon and Tennessee whiskey. Did you know that bourbon was recognized in 1964 by the United States Congress as a distinctive product of the United States? Bourbon sold in the United States must be produced in the U.S. from at least 51% corn and stored in a new container of charred oak. You know, Congress really didn't have anything better to do in 1964, right? But I digress. The was most likely brought to present-day Kentucky in the late 18th century by Scots or Scot-Irish, as well as other settlers including the English, Irish, Welsh, German, and French who began to farm in the area as migrants. The origin of bourbon as a distinct form of whiskey is not well documented and there are many conflicting legends and claims some more credible than others for example the invention of bourbon is often attributed to elijah craig a baptist minister and distiller credited with many kentucky firsts such as a bowling mill paper mill and others now He is said to have been the first to age the product in charred oak casks, a process that gives bourbon its brownish color and distinctive taste. In Bourbon County, across the county line from Craig's Distillery in what was then Fayette County, an early distiller named Jacob Spears is credited with being the first to label his products as bourbon whiskey. There likely was no single inventor of bourbon which developed into its present form in the late 19th century. Basically, any type of grain can be used to make whiskey and the practice of aging whiskey and charring the barrels for better flavor had been known in Europe for centuries. Louisville historian Michael Veach disputes the authenticity of the Bourbon County namesake and proposed that the whiskey was named after Bourbon Street in New Orleans, which was a major port where shipments of Kentucky whiskey sold well as a cheaper alternative to French cognac. Oh yeah, and the congressional acts didn't stop there. On August 2nd, 2007, the United States Senate passed a resolution sponsored by Senator Jim Bunning, officially declaring September to be National Bourbon Heritage Month, commemorating the history of bourbon whiskey. Notably, the resolution claimed that Congress had declared bourbon to be America's native spirit in its 1964 resolution. However, the 1964 resolution did not contain such a statement. It did declare bourbon to be a distinctive product identifiable with the United States in a similar way that Scotch is considered identifiable with Scotland. Approximately 95% of all bourbon is produced in Kentucky, according to the Kentucky Distillers Association. There are about 68 distilleries in Kentucky, up about 250% since 2008. Bardstown, Kentucky is home to the annual Bourbon Festival, which is held each September. Of course you have to do it in September, right guys? Anyways, Bardstown, Kentucky has been called the Bourbon Capital of the World by the Bardstown Tourism Commission, as well as the Kentucky Bourbon Festival organizers. There is the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, the name of a tourism promotion program organized by the Kentucky Distillers Association that is aimed at attracting visitors to the distilleries in Kentucky, particularly Four Roses, which is in Lawrenceburg, Heaven Hill in Barstown, Jim Beam in Claremont, Maker's Mark in Loretto, Town Branch in Lexington, Wild Turkey in Lawrenceburg, and Woodford Reserve in Versailles. Oh man, Wild Turkey. I have a bad story about Wild Turkey. It has nothing to do with a hangover or getting sick from drinking it but maybe in a future episode tennessee is home to other major bourbon makers although most prefer to call their product tennessee whiskey now i know that tennessee whiskey makers maintain that their pre-aging filtration through chunks of maple charcoal known as the lincoln county process make its flavor distinct from bourbon many aficionados I believe it is too similar to be called anything different than bourbon. But there you go. Ooh, maybe some infighting between Tennessee and Kentucky. So that's a little short history of bourbon. Mm, yummy, tasty, right? Yum. Yeah, I prefer bourbon on the rocks. Maybe a dash of cola. This ginger beer actually is pretty good with it. Other great bourbon drinks like the Manhattan, the Bourbon Smash, the Old Fashioned, the Whiskey Sour, and the Mint Julep. Did you know that bourbon was also historically used for medicinal purposes? It's certainly making me feel better right now. I kid, I kid. How about cooking with bourbon? Mm. Mmm! Bourbon can be used in a variety of confections such as banana bourbon syrup for waffles. Used for flavoring for chocolate cake. Or in fruit-based desserts like grilled peach sundaes served with salted bourbon caramel. Mm. Brown sugar shortcake with warmed bourbon peaches. Does that sound good? Yummy. Mm. It's an optional ingredient in several pie recipes traditional to American cuisine, including pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie. Maybe that's why I love pumpkin pie. They basically use it combined with brown sugar and pecans to make a sweet and crunchy topping for the creamy pumpkin pie feeling. Are you hungry yet? Are you thirsty? If so, I've done my job. Now, don't drink alcohol in excess. Drinking every once in a while is fine, but do not abuse alcohol. It's bad for you. That's my little disclaimer. All right, now on to a more serious topic here. That of Hurricane Ida. As I'm sure you all know, Hurricane Ida put a whoopin' on Louisiana and some surrounding states. Hurricane Ida blasted ashore Sunday as one of the most powerful storms ever to hit the United States, knocking out power to all of New Orleans, blowing roofs off buildings and reversing the flow of the Mississippi River as it rushed from the Louisiana coast into one of the nation's most important industrial corridors. The police chief of Grand Isle said that Ida hit even harder than Katrina. Currently, there are millions without power in Louisiana. And the heat there is pretty bad. If you've ever been to Louisiana in the summer, the humidity is on a whole different level. In Mississippi, there were, I believe, two dead and at least 10 injured after a highway was washed away by Hurricane Ida. My wife has a cousin that lives in new orleans we wanted to make sure that she was good invited her here to texas if she needed to go away from the area and she did go away from the area but she went to some family in florida because it was a little bit closer i was listening to a live broadcast and there was this lady who left new orleans and had only traveled half of the way to houston in 12 hours It only takes three hours to get to Houston from New Orleans. So the gridlock was crazy. The mayor of New Orleans said, Hey, yeah, don't come back because we might not have power for two weeks. During Katrina, they brought people over to, what was it, the Superdome in New Orleans. And many people were sheltering there and they have fears that they're not going to be able to do that this time because of COVID. They don't know how they will be able to handle all of these people and keep them responsibly distanced. I mean, you can imagine the logistics, whether they're gonna do test everybody before they come in and then separate those with COVID, those without COVID, possibly separate families. I mean, that's it's just a mess. They're saying that some Louisiana residents could face a month without power. So all you preppers out there in the Louisiana area, now is your time to shine. So check this out. This doesn't have anything to do with preppers, but I don't know if you've ever heard of the Cajun Navy. I first heard of the Cajun Navy from my good friend, Ray, who also has an extensive bourbon and whiskey collection. Hmm. Seems as though things are tying together. Anywho. The Cajun Navy are an informal ad hoc volunteer group comprising of private boat owners who assist in search and rescue efforts in the United States as well as offer disaster relief assistance. These groups were formed in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina and reactivated in the aftermath of the 2016 Louisiana floods, Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma, the 2018 Hidalgo County flood, Hurricane Florence. Tropical Storm Gordon, Hurricane Michael, Hurricane Laura, and Hurricane Ida now. They were credited with rescuing thousands of citizens during those disasters. The Cajun Navy draws its name from the region's Cajun people, a significant number of whom are private boat owners and skilled boat pilots. Now these are a lot of different types of boats, are typically small vessels such as bass boats, John boats, airboats, and other small shallow draft craft that are easily transported to flood areas. It definitely has expanded because I know of people in Texas that now are part of the Cajun Navy and they'll roll in with their boats to help out. Now the term Cajun Navy had earlier unrelated origins before it evolved into its current usage. The earliest documented use of the term occurred in 1964 when outgoing governor Jimmy Davis received a commission as Commodore in the Cajun Navy, plus a four-star pirogue for his personal use. It was also used in 1995 by a sub-crew of the Crew of Denim Springs as part of the crew's Mardi Gras parade theme of And away we go. But now the Cajun Navy is definitely aligned with those that help. Douglas Brinkley of Tulane University said this. Among the unsung heroes, Brinkley said, are these... Anonymous boat operators, dubbed the Cajun Navy, who navigated their private fishing boats and other vessels through flooded New Orleans to lend a hand after the hurricane hit. The sight of it made him rethink his view of some laborers. He said, I saw guys chain smoking cigarettes with tattoos out there saving dozens of lives. Brinkley said official rescuers stood to the side, in some cases unable to navigate the streets turned waterways that demanded the navigational savvy of natives to the area. So shout out to all those guys in the Cajun Navy that are out there right now looking to help anybody that they possibly can. Another interesting thing that I recently came across was the use of these hurricane hunters. I don't know if you've ever heard of hurricane hunters or typhoon hunters, but they're basically air crews that fly into tropical cyclones to gather weather data. In the United States, the organizations that fly these missions are the United States Air Force Reserve's 53rd Weather Reconnaissance Squadron and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Hurricane Hunters. Such missions have also been flown by Navy units and other Air Force and NOAA units. The first crewed flight into a hurricane happened in 1943 when a pilot trainer flew into a Category 1 hurricane near Galveston, Texas, on a bet. In the past, before satellites were used to find tropical storms, military aircraft flew around weather reconnaissance tracks to detect formations of tropical cyclones. While modern satellites have improved the ability of meteorologists to detect cyclones before they form, aircraft are able to measure the interior barometric pressure of a hurricane and provide accurate wind speed information, the data needed to accurately predict hurricane development and movement. These are the guys and gals that help save lives before a hurricane even hits people. The Air Force Reserve 53rd Weather Reconnaissance Squadron is the world's only operational military weather reconnaissance unit. It's based at Keesler Air Force Base in Biloxi, Mississippi, and most of the weather recon flights originate from there. The term Hurricane Hunters was applied to its mission in 1946. The USAFR, as it's known, fly weather missions in an area midway through the Atlantic Ocean to the Hawaiian Islands and have on occasion flown into typhoons in the Pacific and gathered data in winter storms. They operate 10 Lockheed WC-130J aircraft, which fly directly into hurricanes, typically penetrating the hurricane's eye several times per mission at altitudes between 500 feet and 10,000 feet. The NOAA Hurricane Hunters are civilian crew members originally based at the Aircraft Operations Center at MacDeal Air Force Base in Tampa, Florida. They mainly perform surveillance, research, and reconnaissance with highly instrumented aircraft, including airborne Doppler weather radar measurements in both Atlantic and Pacific storms. In 2017, the Hunters moved into a new facility at Lakeland Linder International Airport in Lakeland, Florida. They fly two Lockheed WP-3D Orion aircraft, which are basically majorly instrumented flying laboratories that are modified to take atmospheric and radar measurements within tropical cyclones and winter storms. They also operate a GIV Gulfstream high-altitude jet above 41,000 feet to document upper and lower-level winds that affect cyclone movement. The computer models that you see on television that show a forecast of where the hurricane is going and the intensity mainly use the GIV data collected day and night in storms affecting the United States. There is also a service that's used in Hong Kong, which is called the Government Flying Service of Hong Kong, the GFS. Essentially these are prop engine aircraft that fly into nasty storms. Talk about courage. Wow. We have to thank them too. They warn people way ahead of time because of their efforts. We certainly are wishing all the people affected in these areas the quickest safe recovery possible. We hope assistance is quick and all of the things they need to put their lives back together are in place without delay from any entity, whether it be national, state, or local. Well, that's all for today's episode of Legacy Story. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Plus, don't forget to follow me on social media at Your Legacy Story, except for Twitter, which is The Legacy Story. You can also follow me at InFinancer. If you're interested in changing your trajectory, whether it is through financial coaching, personal coaching, or business coaching, you can reach out to me at InFinancer.com. I N F I N A N. C-E-R.com. Until next time, ciao.